Welcome to the Celtics Rewind. I'm JP. And I am Matthew GM. What's up, y'all? What up, what up, what up, Celtic fans? This is episode 16 of the Celtics Rewind. Talking all things Boston Celtics, winning nine games in a row. I, You know, what else can we do? What else can we do? Best record in the league. JP, the franchise. I got my co-host with me, Nat, the GM. Nat, how you doing? I'm feeling good, you know. Only the team with what nine wins you said if nine wins straight. Nine straight wins in the road. Cleveland ended theirs and then the Clippers, you know, earlier ended theirs. So really happy all, about all it though. Pretenders, all the pretenders ended their streaks. Yeah, they ended them streaks. They ended yeah, their mean, streaks, you know. <laughs> and then we have we have a little streak of Tom Brady running in the forty yard dash a lot Not faster than he did in the draft. So you know, it, it, it's it's a good Thursday so far. I, I cannot lie. I cannot lie. So <laughs> we got a special guest, and I'll tell you what, she is a Pelican super fan, one of the dopest. I mean, dopest uh, NBA content creators. It doesn't even matter which team. She is really dope, especially with the Pelicans content. <laughs> oh, man. I, I just love what she does. I love what she does. Uh, we have Will Miles. Will, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I appreciate y'all having me. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to be here. It's like, yo, now who can we get around? We're, 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 <laughs> hey, and as soon as she said, well, as soon as she said, her. you know what? You're right. Let me go ahead and get her. And y'all can go ahead and tag team it and all that. And I'll just sit back and just have my Jason Tatum shirt and my lemonade. And y'all just go ahead and y'all go ahead and get to work, though. So, <laughs> so the Boston Celtics, uh, like I said, they've been on their nine game winning streak and all that, uh, you know. Coming off the All-Star break, uh, they defeated the Chicago Bulls. They uh, defeated the New York Knicks, thank goodness, because, you know, Sean with the W was, like, all over my case, and then we beat them, and then I had to let them know that we're still number one. So beating the Knicks, and then <laughs> we went up against uh, Chris's 76ers team, kind of depleted without Joel Embiid, and beat them. Um, I'm going to start with you, Well, uh, Out of the three games, uh, which one? Did you look at in terms of like a recap or takeaway that you seen that Boston did differently, or just it, or, or all the games? Like, what's some takeaways that you got um, with what the Celtics did the past three games? Man, I just I, what the Celtics have been doing this season, I can't even really put into words. Man, it's like they they just dominating. You know what I mean? And, and, and every night you're not going to go out there and look your absolute best. And I think there's been nights that they've gone out there and they haven't looked their best and they're still taking care of business. Right. So, um, they're, they're not a team that I ever look forward to my Pelicans facing. Um, it's kind of one of those things where I'm like, uh, like here we go again. And when we played the Celtics, the one time we played them earlier this season, I feel like, um, we, it didn't seem like it was a game that we were going to win, but we kept it close. And, and, you know, they gave the fans a little bit of hope and then Derek white snatched our souls. The way his hairline used to be snatched. We <laughs> <laughs> snatched our souls. <laughs> JP finna die. <laughs> he balled now though. He he it off though. He yeah he. Good. Bro, they bullied this man 
they bullied this man into shaving his head, man. This is all on like the TNT crew, right? That was Chuck and like Shaq and all of them. They was down bad for that, but hey, <laughs> he had to mute himself because he laughing so hard. But no, for real, in in all seriousness, Derek White absolutely like murdered us towards into that game. He was like, you know what? It's time to put it into this. And he ended it like a true pro, you know what I mean? And so that's the type of guy, you know, I wish the Pelicans had on their team to just be like, look, enough of this. We let them hang around. Let's put this game away. Let's go home. So anyhow, not to make it about the Pelicans. That just That's just my experience so far facing the Celtics this season and pretty much any season that they've had, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and company. So they're just, they're taking care of business. And so as, as someone who um, is just from the outside looking in, of course, I'm going to wonder, this success that they're having in the regular season, are they going to be able to replicate, not only replicate that in the playoffs, but once you, you know, if you get to the finals again, are you going to be able to take care of business, get over that hump, and get yourself another championship? So, I mean, only time will tell. Hey, uh, great analysis, too, as well. And that was very, very shady of that Derek White comment and all that, you know. Well, we're sensitive <laughs> over here in Celtic land right here, you know. <laughs> And shout out to Manscaped. You know why? You know why I said that about Why you say that? Why did you say that? (laughs) I have a weird, I have a really weird um, dislike for a lot of people who used to play for the Spurs. With the Spurs being in the Southwest Division with the Pelicans and the Spurs giving us so much hell, there's a lot of guys that used to play for them that when I see them now, I'll be like, oh, oh. I'm scarred. That's it. It's just I'm speaking from a place of wow, of, what of trauma? Wow, wow. I, I wonder what you're gonna say about Wimby ten years from now. So we'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> I mean, once they get good, yeah, he's definitely gonna start to get on my nerves. So far, we've been, you know, yeah, he, he hasn't been able to really hurt us this season. But once they get good, yeah, he's he's next, we're, we're, next year. Next I'm year. not ready for that. But if I'm he had like. A team around him, like you know, you know, a small, you know, like you know, they can get you twenty two, twenty three points. You know, point guard and get you like eighteen and ten. You know, if he if he had these pieces of guys that you can just depend on and some game changers, you know, um, that that play well together, it'd be disgusting. Was it'd be like uh the equivalent to the Houston Texans uh this season. You know, with us, with C.J. Stroud, how amazing he played the first, you know, his first, um, you know, season, his rookie season, it was amazing. You know, it'd be simple like that, you know, in the, in the playoffs yeah. and, and everything like that, just scaring the hell out of everybody, you know. So, give it some time. He, he's yeah. They're going to be a nuisance. This is why Pop didn't retire, y'all. This is why Pop said, I'm come back, you know, because yeah. he knew down the pipeline. That Wimby was right yeah. there. That man was not going nowhere. So we knew this. Yeah. I've seen a couple of Spurs fans um kind of fawning over mm-hmm. Trey Young a lot lately. Um, because really if Wimby had a point guard or just somebody that's prior prioritizing getting him the ball, it would be a world of a difference. Like you see the memes out there about how Wimby's like, I'm open, guys, and then the rest of the team is on the other half of the meme, and they're like, Yay, we're on TV. And that's really what it feels like. It's like they're just out there vibing, but bro, your man is open. He getting to the rim and he can he can put the ball over anybody down there, but y'all not trying to get him the ball. So like they just need like some guys over there with a little better IQ. Like Pop can only do so much, you know what I mean? So yeah, once they once they get somebody in there with and it don't even have to be like a point god type of material dude, but just like a savvy point guard who knows how to get the ball down to the big man. 
Yeah. And I think they'll be good. Um, and it's not something I look forward to seeing. You get a four young. times a year. <laughs> yeah, San Antonio. That's going to be a problem because um, Trey Young got to get out of Atlanta. And if he gets around <laughs> somebody like Popovich, buys into Popovich, you talking about Wimby, mm-hmm. Trey Young, then that means like, all right, now we can go get a wing or somebody's going to develop, you know, and, and, and rest their game. You know, now yeah. you got like a nice one-two punch or you might have a nice one-two-three punch. That's all you need. Somebody like Wimby, he's NBA mm-hmm. ready. Like, it's crazy how this man is crazy yeah is he even nice this is a uh, this is also how i'm sorry Jeez. uh yeah i think yeah so. he's a 2000 baby nice yet. What's crazy? <laughs> i feel like trey young going to san antonio would be the way for him to beat the coach killer allegations because you're not gonna <laughs> yeah. get pop up out of there like if anything they'll, they'll ship you out real. you're not gonna get that is <laughs> so this is his chance that's right so we just talking about Wendy, you <laughs> oh know? no 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 I, I, hey y'all got great chemistry i was gonna say there is a point going out there that is still out there his name is coey joseph i'm just joking i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking i'm joking <laughs> <laughs> hey yo Corey. i'm joking i love Corey Joseph. I, I love Corey Corey Joseph. I, I mean yeah no shout disrespect. out to him no Look. disrespect i love Corey joseph so but uh <laughs> uh nat so the past three games um what's your takeaways or what's your thoughts of the celtics and what did they do better what did they prove to like you know fans and just other teams in the league what did you take away the past three games with the celtics um business as usual uh this is the most enjoyable celtic season i'll say um that i've had in a while like I, I don't enjoy every Celtic season. They like they stress me out, you know. And sometimes, you know, people looking <laughs> looking at them, and I'm like, ah, you know, they think, oh, you're gonna win it, and I'm like, I don't think so, you know. And it was like last year, in fourth, you know, I'm like, nah, they nah, they gonna they gonna do something. Why? Just wait for it. Just wait for it, you know. Oh, no. Um, and it happened every time. <laughs> like, you know, when they asked me, did you have your team in the finals versus the Golden State Warriors? I said, hell no. I did not. I was like, I knew that they weren't going to win that series, you know, and if people think I'm crazy, but I knew they weren't going to win that series. I said, when they made the final, I said, well, shit, that's it. That is, that's as far as they're going to go, you know, and it's just, they had, they mm-hmm. developed some bad habits that I felt like they are breaking this year. And I saw an article that, uh, Wick, he was just like, um, which is the Celtics owner, he was just like, after they lost that playoff series last year, he said, we can't come back with the same team. And I said, like, thank God he said that. You know, because I'm like, I've been saying it for three seasons. You can't keep doing this shit, you know? And, <laughs> I, you know, I, like I said, I love Marcus Smart. You know, there's just certain blue guys, you know, Rob, um, everyone knows I'm a huge Malcolm Brogdon fan. I still have not gotten over Malcolm Brogdon not being a Celtic. I still, I'm still not over it. I still got some feelings about it. Um, <laughs> but they just are breaking some bad habits. Now when the games get close, they know how to execute down the stretch. This is something that they were not doing before. You know, um, they don't have to live by the three. The, the last game, I think that they shot terrible from three and they still won the game, you know? So it's not, 
you know, contingent on, you know, making a certain 40% of your threes, 45% of your threes. So they're figuring it out. And it's what you have to do because in the playoffs, everything is not going to go, you know, smooth. It's not going to be smooth sailing. You know, it's a game of runs. It's a game of matchups. And right now, what you're seeing is Drew Holiday is is paying dividends quietly. You know, you're not you're not you're not really paying attention to him because paying attention to JP. Um, I think JP. I'm looking right at you, JP. Um, mm. <laughs> paying attention to, to <laughs> JT. You're paying attention to JB. You know, and KP. But Drew Holiday has a certain steadiness about him that it it just pays dividends for this team. He never gets too high up. And he never gets too far down. He's always cool, calm, and collected. And gathering his guys, gathering his guys, knowing that he can have five point seven assists, and that's a great game for him because he probably got the ball where it needed to go. You know, so it's a wonderful feeling to see that the ownership took took us seriously, went and got guys that made sense. And now what I'm what I'm seeing is, you know, KP has been amazing for this team. And there are things that we can do that we just could not do before. You know, Al Wolford doesn't have to do as much. And that's just what you're seeing now. So now Joe is playing with lineups. If you notice, he's just playing with it. You know, he's like, all right, let me see what I can do here. You know, and it's great. So I just see them being consistent. And now Joe is playing with his playoff rotation. And now we're going to see what happens moving forward, you know, um, in, in the playoffs when he has like his game plan. Okay, we're playing this team, this team, and this team. And I know what I want to do. That's what, That's the next step, what we're looking for right now. I agree with you 100%. Um, the three-point sh- uh, shooting against Philadelphia is one of the things I took away from the takeaways the past three games, uh, shooting 22.7%. It was really terrible, but they found a way to win that game in a different way. You know, um, Are y'all buying in into the Joe Mazzullo philosophy that he's finally been preaching about, you know, in terms of like, we don't really shoot too many threes. We'll hit them. It, we'll shoot it if we're wide open but like we're going to go and attack the paint are you buying into joe mazula's philosophy offensively they're second in... no, no, they're, they're second in post-ups though <laughs> this is the thing they're second in post-ups if i'm not mistaken second and third but they're top three and they're number one yep. in 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 uh three-point okay. attempts and yep. is it mixed as well I, I gotta look that up but when they shoot them, they make them like the majority of the time. The majority of the time, too. It so at yeah. this stage, I am buying into Joe and what he's saying because now we're like, what are we, sixty games in or something like that, fifty something games in or whatever. I'm buying into it because it's the ball's going in the hoop, and if not, KP is in the paint. KP spends a lot of time in the paint, you know, and call him a zone buster. He can bust a zone, you know. That just does not work this year. Um, with KP in there. So I, I'm buying into it this year. Joe, Joe is actually not going to get as much slack as he does um, from me like he did previously. Because I'm, I'm like, all right, I understand. I think he's learned a lot. So I'm good on him. <laughs> I'm, I'm buying into Joe this year, y'all. But he got this one year with me. One playoff run. <laughs> yeah, I'm going on a tangent. I'm going on a run if it don't work out. Wake up. I'm telling you this right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, and if the, if there's a sour <laughs> note by the Celtics, if you want to hear Nat's pipe bomb, 
hey, we're all in for it. So, um, but yeah, I'm buying into Joe Mazzulla's philosophy too yeah. as well. Um, he's probably going to end up being coach of the year. If not, it could be the OKC coach. I love the fact that he trolled Kendra Pumpkins. He was like, oh, well, we do push-ups too, Kendrick, you know, and you know our Kendrick is be kind of salty and kind of hating on the Celtics a little bit though, but it is what it is though. And then Ooh, also – um just the way in the third quarter we've been playing because I had an issue uh, the first half of the season that we wasn't really great in terms of the third quarter. The past three games, the uh, third quarter, we've been uh, blowing you know teams out offensively, which is really good. So um, I'm it's getting really better uh, in terms of the third quarter for the Celtics, though. But I'll tell you this: the next five games is going to be really really challenging because tomorrow they got the dallas mavericks then they got the golden state warriors on sunday then they got the cleveland cavaliers on tuesday they got the denver nuggets on next thursday they got the phoenix suns next saturday it's gonna be quite a tough stretch for the celtics um the game i'm especially looking forward to two games actually the Golden State Warriors and the Denver Nuggets, just because I just feel like we just don't play our best game against those two teams, unfortunately. But um, we'll just have to wait and see, and we'll see what they do. Um, well, um, I know you're a Pelicans fan, and we're going to get into some Pelicans content a little bit later. But in terms yeah. of with the Celtics, uh, what game are you looking forward to the most? That Nuggets one for sure. Definitely want to see how they stack up against them. Um, I think as far as the Warriors go, um, they're not really a team I'm like so much worried about. And I and I definitely recognize that like Steph Curry's not a guy that you want to like um count out, but just as a team, I'm not so much like interested in seeing too much of them, <laughs> especially like against the Celtics. I think the Celtics got that in the bag, but I'd be more interested in seeing what's going on against the defending champs. I yeah, feel when that, it, when uh, it, Nat Yeah, when it comes to games. I care nothing about any any of the ones you said except the Nuggets and the Warriors. I heard nothing else that you said <laughs> because when it comes to the rest of them, you know, it's like we've either beaten them or, it, you know, we're not going to see Phoenix unless they get to the finals. I don't see them getting to the finals because there's some things that they haven't worked out, you know, with that team. And they haven't had a coach all year. Like, they've been coaching themselves all year. Frank Vogel has not made an appearance at all not one game Frank Vogel is not approached like the bench he's not coaching so therefore they're coaching themselves I like if it's just real watch the watch how they play I'm telling you you don't you you would think mm -hmm. they sleep over there I'm telling you right there but um it, it's he's not coaching y'all he's not but when it comes to the Warriors I, I'm, they're not going to get to the finals either. I just think that based on how certain teams are built in the West this time around, I just don't see it happening. Um, especially if they get caught again going against, like, uh, let's say Denver. If they get if they get caught with Denver, you're not going to beat Denver. You can just tell by just the matchups and everything. Denver is just a well-oiled machine, very consistent. Uh, they buy in. You know, um, they don't. I think that they've had some lows this year, but that I didn't see last year, I will say. So I'm interested mm -hmm. to see how they, they play out the rest of the season. But Boston, if you beat the Warriors, it's just for shits and giggles at this point because we just can't seem to beat the, them guys. You know, they just everybody has a career year 
or a career game versus Boston if you wear a Golden State Warriors uniform. You just like rewind the end of the time and just be killing me. You know, but um the Nuggets, I really want to see how they play because they lost that game and it was close. And I remember in that game, you know, um, they said, you know, you guys couldn't do anything with Joker. I said, well, no one can do anything with Joker. But you guys struggled. The Denver Nuggets struggled against KP. They couldn't do anything with KP. KP moves way mm-hmm. too much for Joker. And he's all, and Joker's always late getting back to KP. And I thought that that was something they could have capitalized on and potentially had won that January 18th game I think they played. I, they potentially could have won that game. So I want to see those two games, but specifically at Denver Nuggets game, is special because that could potentially be the finals look. You know, and that's something you want to see. How do you have you guys learned, you know, from from a month and a half ago? What have you learned? So that's what I'm looking forward to seeing. Yeah, Jokic kind of made me cry last time after the uh, they defeated us at home. That was our first home loss. But hopefully there's no tears, you know, sponsored by Kleenex that kind of helps me. You know, I, I, I'm good. I'm I, Hopefully I'll recover from this. So, but anyways, um, so um, great, great um, talk with the Celtics. Let's get into some Pelicans talk and everything. Uh, well, uh, what is your goals of the second half of the Pelicans, what difference did you need to see with the Pelicans that you didn't see in the first half that they need to do better? They, um, so in, in the first half of the season, they had this real big issue where they would get these double digit leads and then blow them and lose the game. Like it happened literally like at least 10 times. And and they were like top three teams in the league to be doing something like that. Um, and so that kind of goes back to me saying, you know, I wish we had a dude that's like, you know what, enough, let's shut down this other team's comeback and let's go ahead and win the game. Um, they've gotten a little bit better about that, but I still don't completely trust them to not put themselves in these situations. And there's also been a couple times where they get down by 20 points and they fight back, man. They'll come back and they'll get it down to five points, whatever have you, but then you allow the other team to go on a run and open the lead back up to 10 or 12 points, which is exactly what happened last night with the Pacers, given the Pelicans got into Indianapolis at 6 o'clock in the morning. So that just... (laughs) And it was on a back-to-back, so that was like almost a scheduled loss. And I hate to say losses are scheduled, but that was jacked up, what happened yesterday. But I I need to see them, it, specifically guys like Brandon Ingram, take control. You know, like there's um, last night, CJ McCollum had a really bad shot, like in the clutch or whatever. Like Brandon Ingram should have been demanding the ball in that moment. Be like, look, give me the ball. I'm going to get to my spot and I'm going to do my thing, you know. But he can also stand to work on certain things. Like he takes these ridiculous, like these tough shots that are heavily contested when really you don't have to do that, you know. But um, it's also on the coach to put them in better situations. Why don't you spread the floor a little bit more? Put your best shooters out there, you know? Um, I'm not saying Matt Ryan's going to come and save us, but the guy can shoot the ball, <laughs> you know? But he can shoot the ball. Jordan Hawkins, he's a rookie. He can shoot the hell out of the ball. And so it's like we have so many, like, tools that we don't even know what to do with. And something that was mentioned on TV a couple nights ago when we were playing the Knicks, and they were saying it seems like the Pelicans – they have all these pieces and they don't know when to play them. And I was like, this is like, this man is just watching us because I know he ain't been watching us and he can see this just in like two and a half quarters. Like it's it's a glaring thing. So Willie Green needs to figure out his rotations. The guys need to figure out how to like close games and not make these timely mistakes. Um, and maybe, just maybe they can get into the playoffs outright and not have to worry about the play in. 
But I mean, if you get into the playoffs, all right, you got to worry about like playoffs start today. We got to play the Nuggets. What am I going to do with that, bruh? Like, <laughs> that's not going to end well for us. So it's like everyone has their different definitions on, you know, how what would make this season a success. I mean, I think that if we got to straight to the playoffs and ended up getting swept by the Nuggets, it would still be a success because we got into the playoffs. And last year we didn't. So and also we need to get we need to win more games than we won last year. I think we went like 42 and 40 or something like that. So if you can keep increasing your wins and get, you know, 45, 46, but however many wins, that'll be a success compared to what it was the last season. But there's just like by this point, they should have so much data on what they have. And I feel like they just don't. And there's been a lot of injuries and there's been a lot of guys, you know, in and out of the lineup. And we haven't done that many trades and things like that. So they're just like a, a weird like box of chocolates and you don't really know. <laughs> you don't know what you're going to get. You know, there, there's this inconsistency where you don't know what Pelicans team you're going to get on any given night. And that's a problem. I think they kind of struggle a little bit with like their identity. I totally understand at, that when you said that they blow leads, it reminds me of last year's Celtics <laughs> blowing leads and everything. Uh, so uh, <laughs> that just kind of took me back to memory lane right there. Um, Nat, your thoughts on the Pelicans? Yeah, so quietly, you know, I'll be whispering this. I really like the Pelicans. I root for them every year. Every year, I, I'm more hopeful than a lot of people. And it's because you got a couple guys that I sweat. I like, I love these guys. Got CJ McCollum and I love those two. <laughs> you know, um, I follow them wherever they go. I, I will yeah. follow them. It's just something about their game. I just really love them. CJ McCollum is one of those dudes there. He was like out, yeah. like he was outshined a little bit with Dane, but everything, everything they didn't, um, you mm -hmm. know, progress in Portland, it was always CJ McCollum's fault. And he doesn't fit with Dane, but not never. Dane doesn't fit uh -huh. with CJ McCollum, and CJ McCollum can do more than what you're giving him. It was never Thanks. that. It was always the other, the other part. So I love seeing him on a team where I can see him make five threes, you know, get, get six assists, you know, got 20 points, so six assists or 18 points or something like that. And he's shooting the ball well, and he's playing freely. He's uh -huh. healthy. I love seeing him like that. I think that when I look at Pelicans, I'm now looking yeah. at the coach and I'm wondering if the time is up, you know, for, yeah. for the coach. Because usually when someone says or people say you, it's like a box of chocolates, you never know what you're going to get. That's a coaching. That's a coaching problem. That's an identity problem. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. So I think that yeah. it might be, well, it's, it's his time is up for this team. Because when I look at the roster, I'm like, and then I, and then I go over there and I look at like Minnesota. And I look at the roster in, in um, New Orleans and I go back and forth with Minnesota and I'm like, hmm. so yeah. I'm like, why isn't, you know, um, New Orleans having similar success, you know, because I'm like, they got the plan to, to do it, you know? Yeah. And I, and when I look uh -huh. at, you know, New Orleans, I look at the Pelicans, I'm like, they got dogs on that team. How come they don't have those those pit bulls that they got on that bench, you know, which was in the audible. And yeah. Um, you got a, uh, yep. yeah, got Trey Marshall. Murphy too, right? That's his name. You yeah. got some dogs on the team. Yeah, Why are we yeah, putting yeah. them out there and be like, okay, the dogs are out and they're, they're, and they're hunting. So now they're yeah. getting aggressive and it's leading to offense. To me, that's in the identity of the Pelicans, mm -hmm. you know, and I think that the offense 
and smoother. And sure. I think that when so, when that happens and that switch happens, I think they're going to have great success because they have a lot of really good pieces on there. You know, they just got to figure out how to, how to play them. And to me, that's right. just a coach. You know, you got to know what you have to eyes out there, you know. But I really sure. like this Pelican scene. And I can only hope that they get into the playoffs because they're fun in the playoffs, first of all. And let's go. I For see sure. a matchup right yeah. now that I would love to see. It's two of them with the Pelicans. I see Sacramento Kings and then I see the Minnesota Timberwolves. That's two. Okay. I would want to see that because I don't know who can win that. I tell you right now, I don't know who can win it, but I'm telling you the Pelicans got a, got a great shot at beating both of them. Man. And talking to a lot of Kings fans, because somehow I just got like intertwined and ingrained in uh, Kings Twitter somehow. I got a lot of people over there I got love for. Um, they don't want that. <laughs> they don't want it at all. The Pelicans are 4-0 against the Kings this season. And um, because we ended up playing them in the... Um, quarterfinals or whatever in the in-season tournament um that gave us an extra game against them so we still got to play them one more time even though we've already played them four times but they tired of seeing us but i feel like they're a team that can have the type of game against us that the pacers had yeah. like just run but for somehow we were able to figure them out like i don't know what we was doing in them four games but in the last time we played them i want to say we had the fans booing in the first half like things was just bad was going our way but um you were yeah, it is it is and it's like there's not a lot of like really good matchups for like Jonas Valanciunas but I feel like Sabonis yep. can't really do too much like I feel like he's undersized when it comes to Jonas but like there's other bigs like um let's say Nas Reed coming off the bench for um for Minnesota mm -hmm. Jonas can't do nothing with him and so our backup we don't we don't even play a backup center we just leave Larry Nance out there to back up five to die. Like, he's not really a center. And I love Larry Nance. But, like, Willie will send him out there and be like, yeah, because I'm not playing Cody Zeller. <laughs> I don't like, okay, but, like, I think that's can crazy, we get some size? I think he should it's play with the, with the lineup of sitting, uh, you know, not playing uh, Zion and uh, JV at the same time all the time and maybe let Davey play with the bench mm -hmm. uh, more, you know, because get him more touches. That's what I always have yeah. said since I've seen them because usually yeah. what I see is Zion uh, actually does very well at the five. He's very physical, you know, and he's, he's overpowering. He's, even though he's undersized, he's overpowering. Yeah. But sometimes him and JV, it's a little bit of right. a clash because JV can score. You know, and he needs touches. So I would yeah. always think, how come Zion yeah. isn't playing more five? Because you can't really do much with him. He's still going to get 25 and, and eight, you know, it's whatever. So, and then put JB with the bench unit yeah. and let them play through JB. I'm like, you do that. It, you, you don't even really need a backup center. You have a center that you can actually play through. The one that's proven. Yeah. I don't know. That's why it's crazy. Pelicans. Yeah. You ask like, <laughs> you could ask like you could probably poll like 10 pelicans fans and at least six of them would be like nah willie hates jv he don't never want to play through him like it's a thing that we just be like bro what's your issue what's the deal like Jonas is he's been the most reliable pelican in willie green's entire tenure like they got here at the same time and he's been the most available and there's of course some matchups where he just don't have it he's not as mobile as some others may be but He's a workhorse and he's been there every time we've called on him to do his job. He does it. He shows up. You can't you can't rest him. You can't be like JV's questionable. No, this man is coming to work. He's coming to play. Um, 
and Willie, like he's just so like young in his career. Like he is how many games? Uh, two hundred twenty-four games total in his coaching career. He's he's one hundred and thirteen and one hundred and eleven. He's just barely over like five hundred. His career. (laughs) And so, but I will say, I will say. Willie, I kind of feel like I don't want to say he was dealt a bad hand. I think that he's just had terrible mm-hmm. luck. His entire first season, he didn't have Zion because yeah. Zion broke his foot in the offseason getting ready for the season. And then there were times where um, you know, when when Zion um hurt his hamstring um in his first year playing under Willie Green, he hurt his hamstring about a month after BI did whatever he did to his toe. So there was a stretch yeah. where we didn't have neither one of them, and it's just yeah. CJ out there. And so then CJ McCollum's under all this fire. When this man came here, they asked him why he wanted to be here. And he said, have you seen these guys? There's a lot of young talent. You know, he wanted to come here and help these two dudes. And his plan was to be the third guy. And he barely ever got to do it until this year. And this is his third, not his third year. But I mean, you know, this is the third year he's wearing a jersey. It's not his third full season. So it's like he kind of got a raw end of the deal. Willie got a raw end of the deal. And I think that Willie's still just barely being over 500. Maybe not so many other people would have been able to survive That's the way point. he has so far, but it, it is kind of glaring that they, they haven't given him any extension and that contract you, is up this summer. So back, I don't know what's going to happen, but I've said <laughs> my theory so far. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. My theory so far has been maybe Willie Green is like our Mark Jackson of sorts, right? Like maybe, maybe the next guy's our Steve Kerr. Maybe yeah. the next guy is the one to get us over to her. A lot of people think that, um, with us bringing James Borrego on, is James Borrego that guy to replace me? I don't know, but I like the thing that he does with the the violence and speed situation because Willie got sick one night, and this was like two days after the yeah. the Mavericks beat our ass, and we went out there and beat the Mavericks ass. <laughs> like what he did was, you know, Luca wants to start the pick and roll him and Derek Lively. They put Herb Jones on Derek Lively. And so when the switch happened, <laughs> not Herb is on Luca, and Luca's like, "Hey yo, what's going on?" And we beat mm-hmm. their tails, man. And like Willie would have never done that; he just would have never made that adjustment. So, um, do you think that sounds like something that they could be setting up? Like JB, I do actually. I actually do like Borrego. He got a raw <laughs> deal the last time he was a head coach. It was not his fault when they lost. They actually played very well. They did very well. That when they lost, that hadn't that that was not on him. But if you yeah. watch and he had a really had a good, good offense, offense, right? And he was really good, a really good coach. Love how yeah. he thinks about switches and offense and, and and defense, all that stuff like that. He's really good, and I think that honestly, that is the guy that you need to really yeah. unlock you guys offensively and and defensively to to test things out and understand the strengths of your guys and say okay. He may be undersized, but he can take him. I bet, I bet you he's going to yeah. get in the problem. And I think that that's what y'all need. I think Willie Green, mm-hmm. he's done what he can do, and it's okay, though. It is okay. It doesn't mean you're a failure. It doesn't mean you're bad. Yeah. It just means sometimes you have gone as far as you can, and what's next? And I, but that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. For y'all. Uh, I don't know what, what the future holds uh, for him. I, I would hate to see him go, but... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 no. I love y'all's conversation. Uh, to answer that, just to add in, I disagree. The next coach for the Pelicans should be Stephen A. Smith. Just hear me out why I say Stephen A. Smith. Just, just, just hear me. 
I'm finna slam this laptop shut. <laughs> this is just him, my case. Why he should be? I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm just. I'm, I I am glad that y'all are whipping this man apart. I was laughing my behind off when I seen that the Pelicans uh, social media team just put out the low lights of C. It was good. It was good. He, he wildin', bro. Keep it about the hoops, you know? Keep it about the hoops. Stephen A. Smith, like, he always talking about this man, what he eating, and yada, yada, yada. And it's like, man, you have not been paying attention. Because I'm looking at Zion getting up and down that court, bro. You ain't you ain't paying attention, Stephen A. <laughs> like, that dude is moving. And it's like, people have to understand, like, for one, these guys are, they're human, right? Like, they're, they're entertainers, but we can't just be treating these dudes like, you know, livestock, cat, or whatever. This is a human being. Everybody's body is different. I've lost and gained weight like tons and tons of time. And I was looking at this picture from like 2015. My face was so full, but I'm heavier now than I was then. So like things, things you look different, but like I'd be telling people like there's no way Zion is as heavy as people think he is when I can see his veins sticking out of his bicep. Like, are we, are we, are we looking at the same guy? You know what I mean? So Stephen A was just talking outside his neck all crazy, bro. He, I think that he's upset that Zion isn't in New York and the way to get him there isn't to bully him. And he keeps saying that he want to be here and he's happy here. So maybe you should just get over it. Maybe you should uplift that brother instead of tearing him down in <laughs> the Lord's Black History Month. You know that's, what I'm saying? That's not what Stephen A does. <laughs> he don't uplift people. He want to tear you down, get the ratings and all that. You know that. Like My, my man's just average, what, 1.5 points in his basketball career. You know, it's like, well, what? Yeah, JJ was right about all that, bro. It's all this hot take yeah. BS, and, and people love that stuff, and they like to laugh, and they like to bring up, you know, the the porn stars and the strippers and all these things. Y'all talking about everything but basketball, and and there were some fair criticisms made around Zion's energy in the in season tournament. But what yeah, have we learned? Nobody paying attention. Nobody cares. It's like I love who, and I'm gonna <laughs> watch everybody, you know. So I'm gonna watch the Pelicans, yeah. you know, and you know, I just yeah. I like them to get their mm -hmm. business done in the dark. The Pelicans do stupid things on national TV, which is why yeah. when they flexed us on the national TV yesterday, I was upset because this is second half of a back-to-back, and we also be playing dumb. And we always like, oh, man, the Pelicans <laughs> playing in front of the hoes tonight. What are we about to do? <laughs> about to do something crazy. <laughs> I hate that. But, like, in the playoffs, you can't hide. The playoffs, you're going to be on national TV, so you better figure it out. Get them jitters out. You know what I mean? But, like you said, in the playoffs, oh, that was fun. fun. When they was playing that against was... Phoenix, that was a I good said, time, and they didn't even I have Zion. So like, I was like, what's gonna happen him. when he get in there? I, I think we, were, I feel like Willie felt like we was close. Willie was crying at the end of that series, and there was so much emotion. You know, he wanted to beat his former mentor and you know Monty Williams and all of that stuff. And like, I feel like he thought we really could have beat them, and I thought we could have too. But like, it was just an experience thing, and it's what they needed to clinch that game was Chris Paul going perfect from the floor. So like, what does that say? You know, if he hadn't gone perfect from he the floor, we might have beat them that series. So. What can you do? No, I I, I feel that. Hey, I, I love I love that. So, and the Pelicans is gonna be. It's always been one of my favorite teams to watch this year. So, shout out to the Pelicans. Well, we appreciate y'all. Uh, appreciate you coming on to Celtics Rewind, chit chatting with us on the Boston Celtics and the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, you make great content. Uh, tell the people where they can find you, so they can follow your amazing work. 
Yeah, it's a realmyers.com, R-E-L-M-Y-E-R-S. Um, I got my website. I got, you know, it, and it's the same uh, screen name on every platform, TikTok, Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, I do a lot of name that player videos on TikTok and things like that. And it be getting people in their feelings. But it's just fun, man. Like, you know, I'm not trying to call people casual. If they end up being casual, that's on them. That's on them. I'm just a messenger. <laughs> But I'm just having fun. I love talking to all these other fan bases and a lot of Pelicans fans be like, oh, what are you doing talking to them? I'm like, bro, like, right, right. you don't like basketball? Like, I'm just making friends. That's just me. I'm, I'm just trying to chat with everybody. So um, I welcome any new interactions that I may get from, you know, being on the pod and things like that. But uh, yeah, check out the website. Check out the content. It's just a good time. I try to keep it light. Try not to do too much hating, you know. Um, don't search anything I said about oh, the Celtics because I'll probably be hating on I'm them. I just want to win, man. I'll be jealous. I'm like, right now. I'll be, I'll be jealous there. And you know, like, and not to like, you know, I know we getting ready to wrap this up, but I'm going to go back because you was talking about how the Celtics begin on your nerves and things like that. But I feel like I would kill to be in your place because how many times have y'all missed the playoffs in the last 20 years? It's like no more than five. Like I'm trying to get there. I get where I get what you're saying, but there's people who want to be like, where you at. That's all I'm saying. It's like rich like, people that's where I lay my complaining plane. that they got money. It's like, yeah, you know, it's like, but I still got problems. You know, I still go through things. You know? <laughs> that's how i be feeling sometimes like you know i'm the same way <laughs> i'm still I'm going through i'm still man, going through turnovers i'm like oh my god jason tatum had like turnovers you know <laughs> and she, on my therapist like how do you feel about that and i'm like i feel bad like i feel horrible I hate like, it. <laughs> do you watch these people? So, nah, but I feel you. Wow. I, I am. I crying too much. I know that uh, I'm very lucky, but we went through some rough times, you know. Um, but we we at where we at, you know. And I wish the fellow you the best. Oh yeah, for sure. And I went through. I went through the Jerusalem era, so I don't want to remember that era. But even though he was a Not good player, but I don't remember that era. Not too much on Jared Sellinger. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, my, bad. Wait. My, 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 my bad. 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 Why This was the only name. <laughs> Why are going to play? Shout out to Jared Sellinger. Hey. I wish you the best, brother. I I miss you on this team. You know the the <laughs> faults were were not all yours. You know. Want him to know that. And that's how we that's how we wrap up episode sixteen of the Celtics Rewind. Um Jay Peter Franchise. She's not the GM. And that's well. Jerry Solo Joe, I'm sorry. And we are out here, please show.